everyone. I'm Scott Murray, joined by Joel Lewis. Heidi. And Tim Gerard. Hello. And together we're bringing you a new monthly podcast here on NerdsThatGeek.com called Movie Mumble. Woo! Every month on Movie Mumble, we get together, watch a movie, and then talk about it. It's just that simple. It's an exploration podcast where we share favorite films, find new films, watch weird stuff, and just generally enjoy movies and, you know, everything that comes with them. And especially the discussion that comes from three good friends or three otherwise hapless morons <laughs> all coming together <laughs> to watch whatever the heck they otherwise want. Otherwise hapless. <laughs> otherwise. Exactly. Uh, for this short intro, we're just going to tell you all a little bit about ourselves and what inspires us when we pick our films for the podcast. Every month, each one of us takes turns picking a film, and then we all watch it and talk about it. We all take turns so that way everyone gets to contribute, and we all get to bring in all sorts of new ideas and things. And typically these films end up being, this is Joel, by the way. Things like, you might not watch on your own, yeah. or, or even think to look at once, let alone twice. Right. Or things you wouldn't finish. Or, you know, just maybe the title just sounds cool, and I just want to watch a movie called something like that yes. with you guys, I don't know. Something like that with you guys, starring <laughs> starring Joel Lewis and Tim Gerard. Well, there All we right. go. We have we have our next project title. <laughs> All right. Joel, why don't you start us off? Tell us a bit about yourself. Well, I'm 26, so I'm dating the podcast, which I do every episode. Woo. Um, <laughs> um, I have not very eclectic movie tastes. I, I kind of like action films and kung fu films. Um, comedies, um, tragic comedies, um, anything with Wes Anderson dipping his toe in it. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's. I'm trying to think of like favorite movies. We can come back to that if you yeah, need some time. Sure. Yeah, yeah. but Tim, uh, please. Um, do I have to say how old I am? Not if you don't want to, <laughs> although you kind of just admitted how old you are right there. <laughs> Give everyone a frame. Don't be coy. <laughs> so I've been a comic book po collector for almost all my life. I've been a composer for about 20 years, and um, I've wanted to be a film composer for about 15 of those 20 years. Um which led to, after my undergrad, getting a job at Blockbuster. Um, <laughs> 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 he has to bring up every podcast. Joel has to, has to make some mention of what time we're recording, and Tim has to talk about Blockbuster. <laughs> so that's sort of what led to uh, a lot of the, the films that I've seen and the, the types of films that I like. A lot of times it's it's sort of uh, you know influenced by the music. Uh, not always, but but that's some sometimes a big part of it. Um, so, yeah, that's me. Alright, and uh, last and probably least, I'm Scott, <laughs> I'm 24, I've been watching movies since forever, uh, my dad when I was younger actually had a job in the industry, and uh, I never realized how much I was learning just from asking him, Daddy, what do you do at work, you know, but uh, I don't know, they've just always been in my life in one form or another. My tastes, I find, very often deviate from the general public's. The films that I didn't like end up making new box office records, and the films that I loved, you know, flop and get called cold hits. <laughs> I'm a big sucker for sci-fi and noir, which is why Blade Runner is my favorite movie. Really? Out of the things I call my favorite movie, Blade Runner makes the top most consistently, gotcha, gotcha. I'd say. Uh, I had the inspiration for this podcast when I was looking at all the movies on my shelf and realized how many of them were inspired by friends, or just 
happenstance. Mm-hmm. Things that I would never have found on my own, never have dared to watch, never have dared to venture into the genre. And then someone else introduced me to the genre or to that film, and it just sort of all branched off from there. And I thought, man, I wish I had more friends to keep doing this with. <laughs> uh, and then I realized, oh yeah, I do have friends. <laughs> <laughs> so I mentioned it to these guys just as an idea to do on our own. And uh, We both said, we both yes. Said, yes, of course, and suggested it should be a podcast. I'm very glad you all did. Because I'm lazy and I don't like to write articles. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you there. Talking's a lot easier. And here we are. And so, I had recording equipment, and yeah, thankfully. <laughs> here we are. So, yeah. so yeah, that was my favorite movie, Blade right. Runner, for sure. I mean, it's difficult to pick one. I'd always have a like a list, but the one that usually comes to mind when I think favorite movie is The Fugitive. Really? S- yes, starring uh, Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's kind of an odd one because it doesn't come up much as much as Tim's favorite movie does, <laughs> as you will no doubt find out yeah. from listening to every single episode. Tim, what's what's your favorite movie again? What is it? If I had to pick one, <laughs> it'd probably be The Matrix. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> but what's interesting? A little little side note. I was thinking about this the other day. Is kind of like I uh, I definitely well, especially back in in college. I sort of had two favorite movies, and The Matrix was tied with Fight Club. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that sort of dichotomy the other day about how The Matrix is all about this, you know, most of the time is spent in this like fake superficial world, and it's all about kind of like, you know, belief and this person being the one and being special because he believes he is. And then there's Fight Club where it's all about like being down in the dirt and the mud and the sweat and you know being in your body and being present and you know this is your burning hand right here and you know that you were not a special you were not a beautiful and unique snowflake and uh so it's really cool i you know and every now and then i'll examine that and then things get dark so i stop but um, <laughs> i'm interested to see if like you can c- kind of gauge where i am on the, the spectrum like gazes into you and you <laughs> go watch netflix right yeah <laughs> So yeah, I'm interested to see if all of a sudden I start talking more about Fight Club. It's like, oh, okay, Tim's shifting to the other end of the spectrum mm-hmm. now. We okay. should probably get him a cupcake because he's downward trending. Yeah, or <laughs> have a Fight Club. How oh. many episodes in a row we talk about Fight Club before we have to stage an intervention? Um, one. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. If by intervention you mean Fight Club. Right. Sure, why not? First rule of Fight Club podcast is we shouldn't be doing Fight Club podcasts. Yeah. We'll edit oh. this out later. Uh, oh, man. All right. Do we have any least favorite movies? Fargo. Really? Oh, really? <laughs> really? Wow. All right. I, I also don't like Fargo, but that's interesting I've I'd... started it about six times and never finished it. So wow! I don't know if we're all in this <laughs> we need to we need to retitle the podcast "Anti Fargo," oh, <laughs> but that's not my least favorite. Though I, I think my least favorite is uh... oh oh god, I just remembered another one. In terms of films, I've I've finished and especially that other people like The Big Lebowski. Okay, actually. yeah, mm-hmm. not so much outright hatred in any sense I just I honestly can't couldn't possibly bring myself to care mm-hmm. and then certain parts of it I think are just bad or dumb or pointless or what have you gotcha and Tim were you I've saying I've watched it several times but nope no change not mm-hmm. even across the years 
I'm sorry, Joel. No, no, no. I, uh, I think Tim and I were talking about the fact that if you watch The Big Lebowski with somebody who loves it, yes. it makes it a lot I more fun. Right now. Yeah. And I've only w- I've watched Which it I've once. Which I've never done, actually. I, yeah. I've yeah. only watched it with other people who, like me, didn't care. Mm. Yeah, that, um, that happened a few years ago when I was working at a trombone factory. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, might it's real, by the way. I found yeah, a joke. It's real you did work in a trombone factory. It's a real thing. Um, and, uh, you know, how and many jobs are you going to make up for this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Jack of no you trades know, that actually <laughs> exist. <laughs> he keeps talking about wanting to be a composer, but he's only ever talked about having other jobs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it was, you know, he was the kind of one who brought it up where he was like, you know, like, oh, and, and he would start quoting stuff, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I kind of remember that. That was kind of funny. And then we watched it together, and it's, I think it's one of those funny things. It can be annoying to watch a movie with someone who loves it because they're pointing out all their favorite parts. <laughs> but, like, for this one, it kind of worked. It was like, oh, yeah, that is kind of funny. Okay. And then you, we kind of joked about it at work after the fact, and it was like, oh, yeah, all right. That was, and I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, the, the one scene that I didn't need for anyone to tell me was funny was when John Turturro is polishing his bowling ball. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll admit I laughed at that. Uh, Joel? Uh, Possibly going to be the most controversial one brought up. I don't know, the Big Lebowski and Fargo are pretty... If you say Matrix, I'm going to kick your ass. (laughs) It's it's not the Matrix. That'll be the Fight Club podcast right now. (laughs) It'll happen. I cannot stand the Princess Bride. Really? Ooh, I can't I can't do it. And I've tried. I've tried sober. I've tried in the company of loved ones. I've tried drunk. It it just I couldn't care less. I don't know what that movie's trying to do. I don't know the nostalgia it's trying to lock into in my head. I also didn't grow up watching it. I think that's the strongest mm. like contributing factor to my just not having int- any interest in it. Right. Mm-hmm. I it's like, interesting that we're, like, alienating all the audience in this <laughs> intro episode. I mean, we did it in all the episodes anyway. That's so fair. Fine. It's funny that you say that, because I enjoyed it a lot more when I was younger. Okay. I still enjoy it, partly out of nostalgia and partly out of genuine humor, mm-hmm. but it's lost a little something. Other movies that fall into a similar vein, like like Airplane or Blazing Saddles, haven't. They still have that edge for right. me, for some reason, that just grabs me. Mm-hmm. But Princess Bride has sort of lost it. It's there's something about the, the the repetitive touchstone lines that I just can't the the, the buttercup thing, and the uh, I'm whoever as it is Montan no, uh, and I'm Montoya. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just it's I don't care. Billy Crystal is amazing in it. That's the reason I end up enduring. <laughs> quite well. Yeah, yeah, I mean like nobody's bad in it. It's oh, just yeah, night. No. I mean it's Robin Wright. She's great in it. I, it's just. I don't like the frame either. Why is the the, the grandfather reading it to this? The, I, that that part of it makes no sense to me. I just I, I want to ask then, Tim. Why? What you didn't get to say? What you dislike about Fargo? Oh, sort sorry. Of off. Yeah, no. That uh, uh, no, I mean, I didn't think I needed to. <laughs> oh, just. <laughs> oh. Um, I think it was the first movie that I saw that like there was all this hype about it, and I was really like charged up. Like, okay, this is gonna be really good. And I remember just, and maybe this is sort of what the Coen brothers were going for, like this sort of slow burn. I remember I kept waiting for it to get good, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like it was, it was the only movie I've ever gotten with the Bowski angry. Too. Yeah, was it was waiting. only yeah, and I was getting angry because I'm like, why isn't anything happening? Like what you know? And it was like it, probably the closest thing that I've experienced, or one of the closest things I've experienced to actually having a panic attack. 
because wow. I was just like, wow. like almost like, what, why, why, why am I spending my life doing this? And I just remember, you know, it was this this extremely like visceral experience. Like, like you know, I feel like a lot of people like we kind of you know joke about people who have to hate everything and mm-hmm. find something wrong. Like, like I went into this wanting to enjoy it, yeah. and it just it it made me angry. Mm-hmm. It was it was really weird. and then like I remember talking to people about it. Oh, but the end with the wood shredder. But I'm like. I don't fucking care. Like, what? Why did? I, why would I care by that point? Like, oh, I, yeah. It's. It was. It was definitely not my choice to hate that film. Like, That's it was very, forced yeah. upon me you, by that film. You brought up something that we've talked about in the podcast before about how the expectations you have. You mean you when we you will talk about in the podcast later? <laughs> Apologize, <laughs> yes. But you'll you'll hear in our later episodes. Fourth wall. Fourth wall. If you can bear to listen to us anymore, you'll hear in our later episodes. If you survive the next eight minutes, you'll be fine. We talk about how ex- the expectations you carry with you into a film can drastically change your experience with the film. Absolutely. And in particular, I had that experience with my first Tarantino film, Inglorious Bastards, not mm-hmm. knowing what it meant to be a Tarantino film, Uh-oh. where I wanted two hours of plotless Nazi mm-hmm. slaughter, and then I got Tarantino, and I came out of that theater feeling so let down, and then I. Watched, I think I watched Pulp Fiction and Kill Bill and a couple other things, and then came back and watched Inglorious Bastards and went, I love it! You know, just because my, my framework that I started with was different. That's, that's brilliant. Since you mentioned that film, I might have to change my answer. I think oh. Inglorious Bastards may be my least favorite film. Oh, now I'm sad. I'm sorry. Like, I walked out of that film. Really? In the theater, I walked out of that film. Oh. The second he puts his finger into that bullet wound, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And it was the first Tarantino movie I had seen, so that, uh, that was that something help. about it. And oh, it, it wow. is also plotless, and just, I cannot abide it. And it's See, it's, it's one of the it's least funny. attractive accents Brad Pitt's ever done, and it bugs <laughs> oh, the crap he, out of me. I swear he just does that in Fury the whole time. That's the part of Fury that really bugs me. Okay. It's funny, I, I can't agree about it being plotless. It just, it does take a while to come together. Maybe it's, I but, don't care yeah, about the plot. Fair. In this hypothetical Fair. World War Two, I, I do also want to point out, and I'm sorry to cut you off. No, again, go but, ahead. But I just because this isn't an episode, it's already <laughs> here, and I'm, I just want to keep it moving a little bit. That we all picked movies that are pretty damn well made. Uh, Princess Bride, Bride falls a little less. It's got that cheesy aspect, but on purpose. Yeah. You know, the, the 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 sets and such are more comically put together, and, and it's a, a product of its time. Mm-hmm. But also, it's you know, done with intent. But you know Fargo or Lebowski or what have you, they're they're not, they're not complete shit. You know they're not just like oh man the camera shakes the whole time because of the handy cam's crack addiction. And I mean right. they're not they're not poorly made. They're professionals doing a good job at what they do, and you know coming out with a product that plenty of people liked. Mm-hmm. But for us, they're our least favorite films because there's so much more it. to a film than the quality of the production, Correct. even though that's yeah. very important. Yeah. It's about the enjoyment of the audience, which is entirely subjective, yeah. most largely subjective. So, you know, I wouldn't ever say that someone needs to be fired for, for creating Lebowski, you know, right, no scriptwriter no. who needs to be to be burned <laughs> or, or, you know, strung up. No, no actor in Fargo who needs to have their license revoked, you know, nothing. Mm-hmm. But, but there are at least favorite films. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. You know, I, the other film I was thinking about was a film called Troll 2. <laughs> which I, I definitely turned off and gave up on but that's sort of made almost intentionally to be poorly made mm. and that's why I think it, it didn't count for me it was like well it knew what it was doing and it was just targeting a certain chunk of people and gotcha. these other films were meant to be hey look we made this story and they just, I just didn't think they were worthwhile gotcha. 
But that, that is interesting. <laughs> we all hate good films. <laughs> yeah. Hey, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Stay tuned for another hundred episodes. Hundred episodes, Morty. Hey, you're making all your episodes. <laughs> I was wondering how long it would take us to get there. Hundred movie mumble episodes for Hundred movie mumble episodes forever and ever. Oh, man. I need to never do another Rick impression because Tim's is too good. <laughs> Uh, we Tim, should also Tim point. mumbling incoherently most of the time. It's not a great step. To I'm <laughs> He's the inspiration great. for the title of the podcast. He is the uh, movie mumble. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> we should also point out that every episode, Tim will be doing a custom rendition of our uh, theme song, which he wrote and yeah, recorded he, and composed. Yeah, yeah. Not, we're not joking. Again, we're just talking about voices. It's not like he sings it. Oh. No, he wrote us. <laughs> but maybe for one episode, well, we will. He wrote us an actual piece of music. And that it's awesome. He varies for every episode. You heard the basic version at the beginning of this intro, and every version for every episode will be based musically on the film. Yep. So stylistically, mm-hmm. thematically, or, or if the film itself has some sort of particular musical, what's the word I'm looking for? Element, just tone, timbre, tone, yeah, something texture that comes out of yeah. it recognizably. Yeah. Then he's gonna tailor it to every film for every episode. And we've heard a, a, a lot of them so far, and they're really cool. <laughs> oh, Tim's eyes got wide when he said forever. Like, oh, what have I done? But, uh, yeah, we've heard a few so far, and they are really brilliant. I must say, you've done an excellent job of creating something that has its own identity, but molds effortlessly into many forms. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, thank, thank you, really. You think it's something unique and special to our podcast. Yeah. If any of you out there are filmmakers <laughs> and would like... Your oh, own custom film scores. <laughs> Pants come yeah. off, guys. Ah, oh, wait, they can't see us. Oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> but really, something we didn't get too terribly deep into the backgrounds there. Uh, Tim brings a lot of musical aspect to our discussions so far, mm-hmm. and he's by far the most knowledgeable about music yeah. because he's a composer, for sure. Uh, I, I actually have by far and away the most gaming experience here. Yeah. Mm. Which I don't think has been super relevant yet. Uh, for Skycrawlers, it was. It hey, was. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll see. And uh, I think the most deeply immersed in comics, I think, by a decent margin. Yeah, and I, th- I think with films specifically, what I, I, I latch on to specific either franchises or actors, and I follow them through and devour everything mm. that they do. Because that, that's kind of how I do anything. Is like, I like this one aspect of a thing, and I'm going to read everything that's in relation to that. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I like things that fit. They don't. I don't. I don't like genres necessarily. Mm-hmm. Genres are too broad. I mean, I do like sci-fi. I do like noir, mostly. What broadly, but like I'll, I enjoy. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll use an example of a anime is a good example because it's got so many distinct genres. Mm-hmm. If I like uh, Evangelion, which has alienated the rest of our audience, as I mentioned in another <laughs> episode, <laughs> it's got giant robots. So when Netflix or a person I'm talking to hears I like that, they go, oh, hey, here are all the other giant robot anime to watch. But the thing is, they might be nothing like it. Not mm-hmm. thematically, not tonally, not story-wise. They might not have the same character development. It's like it's like saying I really enjoyed Saving Private Ryan and then telling me to watch Inglorious Bastards because they're both <laughs> World War II movies. Like, well, yeah, they are, but, but. <laughs> not, it's not, not going to click. And I have a lot of trouble. I don't just follow actors... Or series like mm-hmm. you do, Joel. I mean, I will, and I have enjoyed him in the past. You know, James Bond, of course. Mm-hmm. But 
I, I have a lot of trouble finding the things that connect the threads that I like because mm. they're so personal and they're so hard to describe. Gotcha. I have that, tr- that trouble with music too. Mm-hmm. That, that, the thing you said about people suggesting things based on stuff you like really resonated with me because you know, for me it's like, oh, I really love music and writing music. Oh, you should get a job at a trombone factory. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's music-ish. <laughs> Just about every job that's been suggested to me has been something like that. Like, oh, you know, this, well, these construction crews are building a music school. You should work for that construction crew. That's music. Cool. Yeah, they don't know what to do with you. <laughs> they know you need employment. <laughs> You'd like it to be some way related to music. Well, but that's, that's, that's also what we've done so far is sort of the nature of our podcasts. They start talking about the film that we watched, but they can branch off anywhere, yep. whether it's directly related to the film, like the genre or the actor, or not, uh-huh. <laughs> like the trombone factory. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're very loosely structured, if at all, and then mm-hmm. they delineate cl- slowly into madness. That's part of the beauty of film, <laughs> yes. that it can touch on so many things mm-hmm. and spark conversations that lead to so many places. Yeah. And it does that when you've got good people around you, yeah. people you enjoy talking to and, and you know, being with. And that was the whole idea behind Movie Mumble. Yeah, and this was an aspect to film going that I was missing out on with this kind of um, streaming culture and being able to devour everything really, really mm-hmm. quickly. Is that you, you check in with people, it's like, have you seen this? Have you seen this? You have to wait, <laughs> or they've already seen it. This yeah. gives us a really good, it, it, it's, it gives yeah. us a chunk of time Films to talk. become so much more yes. when you can talk about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, stream something in your home, in your bed, alone done maybe talk about it a week later when everybody watched it oh but you've watched a bunch of other things in that week since and it's yeah. just oh, this just adds so much depth to the experience and it's so fresh it's so mm-hmm. it's so cool to mm-hmm. talk about it right after everything's vibrant still I do hope that if you end up not enjoying movie mumble for whatever reason maybe you just don't like us which is then the nature of a podcast <laughs> you have to enjoy the people who are talking mm-hmm. more than the subject matter We've at least inspired you to find other people to talk to. Yeah. Because film is such a social endeavor. It's held so many important places in our society for a long time, in so many ways, from the serious to the less serious. It's, it's, it's a social glue. And as a social glue, it's best shared with others. So if you take one thing from Movie Mumble, other than our horribly annoying opinions, <laughs> go find someone and talk to them. Talk to them about your favorite movies. Talk to them about their favorite movies. Talk to them about your least favorite movies. Talk to them about <laughs> anything because you never know what you're going to find. You might see a movie in a completely different light, find a new movie you never thought you'd enjoy. And the best part is that with movies, you don't have to suffer through the bad stuff. If someone <laughs> suggests a movie and you end up hating it, go ahead, turn it off. Yeah. It's, it's a few hours of your time at most, and that's if you don't turn it off. But the good stuff you get to really grab onto, yeah. and really pull energy out of. You know, it's much easier to sift through the good and the bad. So please find some friends, put on a movie, and we hope you find wonderful new cinematic worlds, just as we hope to do on our journey through Movie Mumble. Thank you all so much. Bye. Bye.